Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Liberty Squadron Podcast. My name is Andrew Lewinsky and this week I am joined with Jonathan Lee. Vanguard 5 standing by. Brett Freeman. Hey guys. (laughs) (laughs) And Zach Cady. Hello, hello. Oh, wow, look at you guys, so clever. Alright, so uh, we have a lot of news to go through since we didn't record last week, so... Why don't we start off and say that the Nantex is dead. Stop trying to say that you can still put up a bunch of different things and still be good. It's going to be fine. Everything's fine. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh, but you can just do this with the Nantex and it's still the same. It's not the same. I I think it's the bug squashed. I think the Nantex is still probably viable, these other lists that people are putting up, but I don't think it's going to be as nearly as bad as what it was going and uh honestly i'm glad that it is over too because like i know the last episode i kind of was saying i i had a little bit of doom and gloom and i i think i wasn't a fan of this meta and i know some people shared that opinion so uh it's i'm glad that ffg took care of it when they did so maybe this is uh the points adjustment that we were all are only getting for the November that we were supposed to be getting. Uh, but I, I think that's the big news to come out of the points adjustments other than the stuff that was just recently released. Uh, but the stuff that was released, Brett, you're not getting off the hook this easy. So uh, why don't you tell us what you think is the real winner? I have been having a lot of fun with Starbird Slash. Um, it's just so cheap. It's only one point. Seems like a great deal for the possibility of of giving out a strain token, um, you know, maybe once or twice a game. And I'm just throwing it on uh, A wings as their second talent slot um, filler, and it, it it it's just super easy. I mean, it's not hard to five straight over a, a ship, rotate or focus rotate, give them a strain token, and just try and go to town. Um, I wouldn't play into it, like, you know, don't force the, the Starbird Slash, but it'll come, you know, maybe once every other game per ship or so, and if you uh, can just make sure all your guns are on target that turn, it's it, it could be very nice. So I think that was the, the clear winner in my mind, a super cheap uh, resistance talent. I'm sure Zach is very excited to hear that. Yeah, great. Woo. <laughs> Woo. All right, so anything else? I mean, so Poe, Commander Poe is only two points cheaper than regular Poe. How do we feel about that? It doesn't make any sense, does it? Like, it, it seems like that should be a four to five point decrease. It, you can only use it every other turn now. Um, it. I, I feel like it's not as good just based on the, the timing of, of when the ability has to trigger. I think that they really missed an opportunity to make it so Poe could actually uh, get on more competitive tables. Jonathan, I heard that microphone click. What do you have to say? <laughs> um, I agree. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, no, I, I think I agree with Brett, too. It's just very... We don't see Poe at all, and I think... It was not enough to... I, I mean, 
even if it was four points, I think he would probably still get a lot more table time. Um, Overdrive thruster's cool. <laughs> it's not like the super cheapest thing ever, but it's, uh, I mean, it, it makes Poe really squirrely. If you just want to try and turn him into an ace, you're still probably better off picking someone else, but... Brett, what do you think of six points at I6? Um, I think with the the flexibility that he has to, to pick whichever order he wants to, to do his actions in, that it it is a pretty decent value on him for an upgrade card. I just think his base cost is so high that it... I mean, 73 points for just a naked Poe with overdrive thrusters. I feel like I would rather have probably like a Vader with uh, FCS for cheaper. And you're going to want more on him than just overdrive probably anyway. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at that. Like, so if you put even just overdrive thrusters and R4 Astromech, it's 75 points. And it's like, there's so many better I6s at, you know, lower points that it's... He's not doing Vader things. He's not doing Fenral things. He's not doing Sunteer things. Uh, is he even doing Wedge things at this point? Like, I, I don't think so. Uh, probably not for the, the point difference there. Right? Like, I, I don't think he's doing one and a half times Wedge things. Right. Mm-hmm. Does, does anyone here like Underslung Blaster? Can I, can I ask that, by the way? I've been in a discussion most of the day about... Uh, underslung blaster and i gotta say i think it seems really bad oh it's terrible <laughs> okay good, because the pe- people i was talking to were, were disagreeing with me and i was like if it didn't require that target lock or i i don't know there's just a lot of ways i think they could have made this nice and instead it just seems garbage on anyone that's not bastion yeah like uh, the fact that you need the target lock it, it just uh, i think that kills the card completely for it um because it doesn't give you the rotate action. So, I mean, even still, if you have it, like, facing out the back, you still, again, need that target lock. I just, it does give you the rotate. So, I don't think you would ever really spend an action to rotate that arc. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's garbage. If only there was an easy way to give your entire squad target locks against an enemy ship. If only, but maybe we'll get... Well, here's the, here's the other thing. So that, like, the fact that you are required to have the target lock on it, it, it's like, so you have open information going into the... Um... Yeah, the planning phase. Exactly. So it's like you know that you just can't get within range one of that ship wherever its arc is facing. So it's kind of like, what's the, what's the point? Like, now, if it was different, like... It, uh, as far as not needing a target lock or even like a focus, like I think that would be completely different. Yeah, I, I would like it even if it was you have to spend your focus to perform this attack because, I mean, it, it is giving you the potential for that bonus attack. I would be willing to do that, but I, I could see maybe on a lower initiative ship, right, you, you take the target lock that turn, but, um, I mean, then you're kind of like hoping the ship is maybe not even in your regular arc just so you can do this this bonus attack. Yeah. Uh, if there were, if um, the targeting synchronizer was cheaper, like maybe that could be a way of doing it. You can fit four of the, the blue squadrons with this and 
targeting synchronizer. So, I mean, everyone uh, just, you know, targets a, a different person and then you just are able to use everyone's target locks. Maybe, even, but still doesn't seem good. Yeah, even if even if you were to like give this uh, thing like a rotate into red target lock, like I think that would even make it a little bit more viable than just this by itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be potentially worthwhile. But yeah, I, I, I'm for three points. Like I'm not building any squads around this. Yeah, like I said, I I think it could make sense on Bastion, but that's really the only one that I'm sure. thinking it really fits on. Alright, anything uh, with the points that we want to touch base on before we move on? Anything catch your eyes? Um, so, Brett, would you ever take backward tail slide over heroic? Backward tail slide at two points versus heroic at one? Um, I don't think so. It If you didn't have to... Uh to take those negative effects then probably but i mean in order to really make this work i think we talked about this before you want to put overdrive on there so now you're adding more points on on there and yes getting that evade could be be nice but um i mean you're going to be suffering suffering negative consequences anyway so i i don't think i want to keep paying more points to hopefully do something negative to myself i don't know what Maybe I'm just totally wrong, though. I don't know what we're talking about, but I do want to mention that um, I we had a lot of fun with this game with putting Ion Limiter Override on a Tie Reaper. Giving I that heard thing, that was fun. <laughs> giving that thing a, me- a medium base to barrel roll and just being like, I'm going to stop give the and then barrel roll or doing the one sleep in the barrel roll was a ton of fun like it adds so much more maneuverability to that ship um and could it even work with the tie strikers probably doing like a 1k and then barrel yeah i think it could be good on the the strikers they already are so flexible especially if you go like with duchess where you have a lot of board information then being able to throw the barrel roll on top of the the um, potential aileron that could get you in some good places. So I, I think it's cool on both of those ships. I right. Think. And the Reaper's got so many red maneuvers that it's just like if you do the stop, you can do the barrel roll. If you do the sloops, you can do it. And all the turns on there are red. So uh, it's a little pricey at three points. But I mean, I think I had a really expensive Vermeil. But I also. It was just the fact that it could do it. Like, I mean, a 52 points, um, maybe you bring uh, some kind of crew on there, and then it's a lot of fun. Like, maybe Death Troopers, just to try to get as much maneuverability as you can with that and uh, make people keep their stress tokens. That'd be huge. Yeah, and the the potential ion threat is much smaller on a medium race, obviously. Sorry, what were we talking about before then? I got so completely sidetracked. <laughs> oh, backwards tail slide. Backwards tail slide. You 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 said you don't know. I I, I don't think I want to pay points to, to potentially do something bad for my myself. Sure. Okay, so do we want to move on now? Sure. <laughs> Good. All right, Jonathan, tell me about the tri fighter. Uh. uh... 
So the so the Tri Fighter article was released not this past week, but the week before. Yes. And um, what do you want me to say? <laughs> what are your first impressions on it? Is that exactly what I want you to say? So you know, I think it's good. It changes up sort of the um, standard separatist sort of play style of swarmy squads. Um, so basically, so the Tri Fighter has three attack, three evade, three hull. And it has boost and barrel roll. The boost is linked into a red calculate. The barrel roll is linked into a red evade. So that's different. It's sort of unique in that its uh, repositions are each linked into a different action. And it can calculate evade and target lock. And it has a really good dial. You know, it has uh, two blue hards, two red, uh, two three hards. And the two, three, and four straights are all blue. It does not have any blue banks. It does not have blue banks. So I think, I mean, it has a lot of versatility. I don't think it's as good as a TIE Interceptor, which is a very similar stat line. But I think it can feel, can be very similar to like a Fang Fighter in that, that single reposition in mod. Right. Um, I think my first glance at this like i think it's really cool but i also think the one thing that it's lacking is the auto thrusters as a part of from the um tight interceptors where like that single reposition it can be really strong but I, I think at the same time like these linked actions um can they might hurt it a little bit if you're not having any kind of uh, banks that are blue because uh, you're always going to want to try to get like some kind of mod for it, especially with only three hull. I, I think that's really going to hurt. So I'm not sure on this. Like, uh, I like it. I, I think it's play style is going to be really cool. Um, but I think at the same time, I'm a little worried that it's not going to be the uh, the tie interceptor. Um, but, all right, so that's just the first impressions. But anyway, we can get into it a little bit uh, down the line. Uh, so first, let's get into its config. So it's intercept and booster. And while the side is face up, it has three charges and they charge down. So during the system phase, gain one disarm token unless you flip this card. At the end of, at the end, of the end phase, if you have no active charges, flip this card. So you have to spend what, like three turns, not. Well, up to three turns. Up to three turns. Okay. Um. I don't know. I mean, Brett, what do you what do you think? Like, I mean, I mean, I think you were going on about like, uh, like how fast this thing can go and everything like that. But like, I mean, like. Do you really think that it's going to be worth it for, like, just it comes with a slam into a red target lock? Like, is that even going to be worth it? Uh, I mean, so if this is just a couple points, I think it's a way to get your ships in uh, very unique positions for an early phase in the game. Uh, I mean, you could potentially set up some really nice flanks with this thing. I mean, now it's risky, right? You might get called out on them and... Uh, your ship might just, you know, go poof. But 
um i i don't see anything i don't like about it like it's if it's cheap enough i think just the threat that this thing might be on your side of the board turn one because it can go like 12 base lengths um you know it's got to make people think a little bit now i mean is there a way to get rid of this disarm token um that's i mean that's really the the potential problem is you have to make sure you're you're thinking a couple moves ahead of where you really are i guess um because you don't want to be right you know in front of all their their guys and then not be able to shoot back i don't know i think it's cool i i think it is a nice design space yeah some people in our group are upset that there's no uh booster that comes along with it like the the ring for the Mm -hmm. the etas (laughs) So like I, I think uh, I think this card is going to require a little bit of skill. Like, and when I say that, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I, the fact that it's a boost into a red target lock, um, a slam. I'm sorry, yes, a slam into a red target lock. Uh, you really have to make sure that you're not getting shot. And I think that's like the big thing here is that like if you use this in any way possible that you're going to be like slamming around trying to set up shots and like you said you get called out on it like you're however many points like I'm basically going off interceptor points at this point like that's not really good like you really have to set up these perfect engagements for it and it's I think it'll get scared off a lot or, you know, it's just not going to be worth really doing it that much. I I don't know. I mean, like, so the, the way I'm thinking about it, I, I think a lot of people are probably thinking, Oh, I can put like the two I fives of these, which we'll get to, I guess in a second and Django together. Right. And, and you could see them both going in completely separate directions, um, slamming when they have an opportunity and, you know, one of them has to play very cagey, very defensively, and the other one is able to to get that red lock and the next turn, you know, do a blue three hard or whatever and just maybe light some stuff up. Um, so I, I think you're right that, that this is not, like, going to be the easiest card for someone to use. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to really have the reps in with the squad to know if it's something that's even worth using in that game. But um, if they're cheap enough, like, it, it's going to be cool to see people setting up those engagements right. when you know when they're going 12 straight right like, like i could imagine someone like duncan howard is gonna be able to be like bam i now have an interceptor that can slam like i am 100 percent great at range control so i know when i'm gonna be uh, getting shots when i'm not gonna be getting shots uh and you know vice versa so but i, I think the average x-wing no offense to anyone listening that they're just not going to be able to handle this card I don't think I would be able to. Um, yeah, it's it does seem like a card that could really set you up to screw up, right? And like I said, going off of interceptor points, I don't know if I'd be able to lose like forty ish points for something like that. Yeah, the the other thing is that it's going to be going so fast that your like vultures or whatever you you pair with it would not be able to keep up, which turns off your network calc, mm-hmm. which is definitely a, a problem. Right. All right, so why don't we jump into the pilots for this. Jonathan, how do you say this I-5's name? <laughs> the uh, Flak Arfok. Oh, now you're changing <laughs> it. Okay, so this is the I-5 that we're talking about. That It comes with the network calculations, and during the system phase, you may spend your lock on a ship to look at that ship's dial. 
so obviously this is going to be very good. Like, there's no doubt about it. It's uh, what Brett was saying earlier about getting that red lock and, you know, spending that lock to potentially see where you're going, especially if you have, like, some paired up with a Django that, like, needs that information to, um, to really know what he's kind of getting into if he needs to, like, boost or anything like that. Um, if, oh, I don't even know if, like, it would matter for Django. Maybe, like, no, Zamas or Boba. Um, I, I was thinking, really, you want it just for your vultures. You think? Right? So they can, they can figure out what, you know, do they want a barrel roll? Um, and if so, which barrel roll to try and block someone? Right. Otherwise, I'm, I'm not interested i think in spending a lock just to find out this dial when i have an i5 who's going to move close to last and then maybe a Django who's also going to move if last. not last and close to last yeah sure but even for themselves i, I think it, it really is match dependent um i mean obviously you're not going to spend on anything lower than i5 oh but i i think it kind of also gives you the option to load things up uh where as opposed to trying to get the bid um especially because we know that the Slave one is going to probably have a ton of mod slots that you're going to want to play with. Um, I think, I, mean, I think this is a super strong pilot in a faction that has the uh, the uh, dark one probe droids. Yes, that's very true. Right, yep. locks are much easier to get for this faction than anyone else. Um. Okay. So, again, even 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 if you just like take out this ability you have two i5 interceptors basically um that could still be pretty deadly so they have that going for it and Uh, since they have the dots they can they can price it aggressively if they want to sure which as is something we've been saying for quite a while (laughs) uh so then we have dis t81 ti81 um while you defend or perform an attack, you may spend one calculate from a friendly ship in the enemy ship's firing arc to change one eye result to a evade or a hit result. Um, so it's basically just network calculations, right? Network calc with no range restriction, and can, uh, they have to be in the arc. Right, and then, because network calculations you can only use once, but so it's basically like you get to use that twice. Yeah, you can do it twice. With a, certain have. restrictions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that this is limited to one ship. Um, but even still, it's it is what it is. I think what this might be a little bit better with uh, the modification. The so why don't we talk about this for a second? So the standardized a new word, standardized network calculations. Uh, so we have independent calculations. Replace your network calculations ship ability with the following independent calculations. While you perform a white calculate actions, you may treat it as red to gain one additional calculate token. Other ships cannot spend your calculate tokens using the network calculations ship ability. So do we have what standardized is spoiled? Yeah, so that was in the, the rules reference. Right. So uh, it's it basically replaces network calculations, but all the ships that have network calculations have to take this? Is that right? All the, the ships of the same chassis have to take Of oh, the same chassis, gotcha. So, I mean, like, if you're planning on taking more Tri-Fighters, uh, it still gives you the network calculations if you want to replace that, right? Like, uh, I think that's 
a little bit of a, a bonus. Well, no, so you can... Uh, so all the Tri-Fighters, I think, would have to take it. Right, right, but I'm saying the DIS T-81. Yeah, uh, he, yes, exactly. He'd still be able still to get his the, pilot. Right, 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 right. But I'm saying, like, maybe this is an instance where you take it and then you still don't even care because, uh, you know, you basically have the network calculations ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that guy. Right. right. Uh, so other than that, it's basically giving it, like, a soft advanced droid brain. What do you... I mean, I think I like that ability for like these i5s like they're not going to be playing with the game i think i'd rather have two calculates on them as opposed to uh, just a single calculate yeah so if if my list is going to be the the two i5s in django for instance i agree there's no reason to not put this on there because the odds of you ever getting off a network calc is probably not great so possibly having a second calculate token is is worthwhile but if I'm not playing that kind of list, I don't think I like this card at all. Right. And I'm sure I'm wrong about it. But I I want um I want that potential force multiplier ability. Right, and I'm kinda curious how much this card's gonna be. Like if every ship chassis has to take it, like and it's not even that they have the option not to take it. It's just they have to take it. Yeah, if one of them's taking it, they all have to. Right, so it's not even like you could throw this onto a... Uh, like. Imagine throwing this onto the Vultures and it being like, I don't know, three points or more. Like I think you just rack up points that way. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I feel like this, to be worthwhile, this should be zero points or one point. right? And it gives you that flexibility for list building, which I like, but... It's not something that's like I, you're giving up a really good ability to get a, another ability that that maybe is good or maybe is is too restrictive. I'm not sure, but um, like how many points do I want to pay for that? I, right. I don't so think many. Uh, the only the only problem with that is kind of the um b- 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 what do they call the I'm always drawing a blank on this name uh the tactical relays. So like it's. I think if you were to just throw this on everything, like the tactical relays, um, especially the one, maybe it's, it's, it's not Kalani, the one where one of your ships dies, it, you everyone gets to basically get a calculate. Um, yeah, TA-175. Yes, thank you. It's It might just completely like nullify that card, so maybe it has to be a little bit of points. But And like I said, I don't know if I'd ever put these on the Vulture's Per se. I mean, so essentially what this this says is not this is one way to think of it is would you take a TIE fighter that only had a red focus action? Well, is are you really saying that, though? Because, I mean, we know the math is better to take two calculates as opposed to taking one focus. Uh, I mean, it, it's comparable, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, it's it's not. Two, two calculates definitely is good, right? But it's a red calculate, so so now you're locking in your dial, and you only get to do it if you're doing the white calculate action. So, I mean, one of the things that sure. makes the 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 Tie Fighter, or I'm sorry, the Droids, so much better than like the Tie Fighters is that uh, linked action, right? The barrel roll into the the red calculate, uh, or here for the Tri Fighters, the barrel roll into the red evade or boost into red calculate, and you're 
you know, if you're doing that linked action, then this is a totally blank card that took away your network calculation um, ability. Well, I, I mean, maybe, but it's so you may treat it as red. So, I mean, you for all those other, like, sure, the independent, um, the network calculations, it's not, you, you can't share as much. But, I mean, it's not like you're losing your white calculate. So, you can still, you know, do that, right? Right, yeah, you could just still do the regular one or the regular white calculate to get the, the one. But then you don't get to share them. Right. Um, like I said, I, I think it's points dependent. I think one is too few. Two might be like the money spot, but I think three or four, it's only going to see play on these drive, drive fighters, uh, which is fair because, like, like I said, these things seem like they're the ship that you don't want to really be around, you know, a giant swarm bogging it down in that, you know, mess, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so anyway, let's, let's move on to DIS-347. At the start of the engagement phase, you may acquire a lock on an object at range 1 to 3 that has a friendly lock. So, uh, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory that this these this entire faction is really easy to getting locks. I, I think this is good. This is a good candidate also for that independent calculations because then uh, you can, if something has a lock on it, then you can just auto, you know, do your double calculate, uh, get a free lock, and then you know, do the damage that you need. Uh, the only thing that I think kind of sucks is it's an I3, so it's kind of like... Okay. <laughs> I mean, this this pairs quite well with the uh, the HMPs, right, which get mm-hmm. their locks and then don't ever spend them. And then this can just spend one every turn and get another one. Right. Yeah, and they don't have the network calculation, so it's not even like... I mean, I guess you could still... Um... Grab it, but I, I still think that the independent calculations... Like I said, uh, the only thing that I'm a little down on this uh, ship is that it's I-3. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know we're all waiting to talk about Boba. I know Zach's like sitting there like bobbing his head like, let's talk about Django, let's talk about Boba. But anyway, we got a blast from the past coming up. So we have... <laughs> we have Thread Tracers that came back, which this kind of got a little bit of... Like pushback from the community, where I think some people were upset that we're getting this card. I think some people were kind of like, you know, I, I if this opens the gates of uh for 1.0 cards, maybe we're getting other 1.0 cards back. So like we got like snapshot back, we got this back. Um, although the game is different, I'm curious to see how this is going to come into play. Like I think swarms in general are going to love this card um swarms almost on every single level like scum swarms um i could even see something like wookies like you just throw basically something that can take a missile and like with some wookies and get them some re-rolls somehow i think that this card i don't know I like it. I think it is very good for the game. But and I the other thing that I think is that I enjoy about this card is that we don't have like harpoons. Like that's kind of like the how this kind of card went out was that like it was basically a 
low level harpoon carrier card and that when people would like bring two or three z95s with this and then the rest would have harpoons and then you know but i think the the actual uh what is it ordinance count is a lot different in this game so i'd be curious to see how this come this actually pans out on a, like a vulture and then seven other ones with homing missiles and you just delete any ship you want to well I, or so <laughs> here's here's the thing is like uh, we see how that works because then you know you you target the one that has throw tracers and obviously it's it's 100 capable of doing I'm that joking. No, 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 yeah, but you do bring up, like, a good point. Like, I mean, so when I first was messing around with it, like, I looked at homing missiles. I even looked at ion missiles, which I still think could be hilarious. Um, just they bring, like, a bunch of Z95s, two of them with these, and then a bunch of ion missiles. And, and like, you won't be doing much damage, but, like, just that one turn that just ionizing something could... Do you have 15 ion tokens on you? Because we might need some more. Well, not so like yeah, but like I mean, like once you ion, I mean, it still does the damage. No, I know, I know. It's... Right, right. So it's like you, you know, you maybe get them up to the three dice, um, just to try to push through one damage. Like it's, it's an interesting take that like I think someone is going to mess around with this card, and I, I think a lot of people might be brushing it off uh, until a big bad ordinance comes out got the two charges too which is nice right that is pretty good i mean there's there at least you know and there are there are a number of multi-missile slot carriers out there right so this is something you could throw on on those and then have your homing missile or ion missile or whatever missile you want also seems nice to give nantexes some target locks <laughs> yeah, and I like how the requirement is focus, calculate, or target lock. So it really kind of opens up that spread. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll get into the final card, the upgrade card. So we have Marg Sable Closure. After you fully execute a maneuver, if you moved through an obstacle structure, which, spoiler, we don't know what it is yet, or huge ship. Or if you deployed, you may choose one enemy ship in your front arc at range 1 to 2. That ship gains one strain token. Okay. Yeah, maybe if structures come out, this could be cool. But right now, doesn't this seem like the crappiest card? Maybe an X-Wing? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not paying a point for this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I can go over an obstacle... Hope you're still going to be there and then give you one strain token for all of my trouble. Right. Yeah, it's it's kind of like if you're... <laughs> I, I say this about this like all the time that like you, you shouldn't be planning to do like certain things. Like, ah, uh, like it's it almost seems like a trap card. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it more or less is a trap card. Like, you're not bringing this for insurance purposes. If you're going over a obstacle, you're doing it because you're, you're trying to get away from something. Yeah, I think it's just an epic card. Yeah, that's I, I think that's probably know, correct. Like, but yeah, I think that's what it is. Even still, like I mean, like, and I would imagine obstacles is going to be an epic too. I can't see that being anything else. Or not obstacles. I'm sorry, structures, uh, being epic. I, I couldn't see them 
implementing. Maybe we're getting objectives. <sighs> doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Stop too. raising my hopes, you ass. Sorry. <laughs> um. So, anything that else about the Tri Fighter that has tickled any of your fancies? I just really like, and Jonathan mentioned this, but I really like the repositions into to different linked actions. Mm-hmm. Just as like a design thing, I think it's neat. Right. Neat. Neat. You know. Cool. All right, Zach. Yay! 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 Fire yays! <laughs> fire yays! So, Zach, what if you could run dual fire sprays with an i6 and an i5? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I'm so happy! So happy! I don't know. I'm, I'm just everything about this makes me really, really happy. Like, I, I still think Scum is the place I want to run fire sprays. But this looks really good. Yeah, I don't know. Um, going into stuff, so Django, uh, I6. Well, you defend to perform a primary attack. The difficulty of your revealed maneuver is less than that of the enemy ships. You may change one of the enemy ship's focus results to a blank result. Wake up, I'm done reading the text now. <laughs> um, yay, more having to keep track of everyone's dials. I think it's a cool mechanic, but it's it's an I6 fire spray. That's what I'm happy about. Yeah, so, okay, I, I think I like this a lot. Like, so it's clearly not as good as Boba's ability. Uh, I think Boba's ability is probably one of the best in the game. Um, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's easily countered. Like, unless you're coming yeah. up, like, ties that, like, barely do ones or anything. Uh, I think it's definitely easily countered, but I, I think at the same time... It's it's a very good I six ability. Yeah, I think it's very good. I think it you know, especially when you consider the fact that it's on a fire spray with the front and the back arc, it does slightly deter things like K turns, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, things are gonna have to try and K turn to keep you in arc, where you can just keep going and fire. Particularly so, force users. Yes, particularly force users. Which is one thing I think it'll be especially good on. Force users like their focus results on top of it. So, I don't know. I, I think it's a fine ability. I think it's one of those abilities that, like, you're paying for the I6 and the fire spray chassis. When the ability goes off, you go, oh, neat. <laughs> and then forget that he has an ability the rest of the game. Yeah. I think I think you're probably right. But it it has a lot of extra value when we get into, like, these AC interceptor swarms. Or not swarms, but, like, high initiative AC lists because... Uh, a lot of times they have to be doing more than a, a one speed unless they're just turning and and then he's just one banking around or one straighting and just, you know, nuking people. Yeah, and then, you know, Separatists have some solid options for getting force charges on him, so he can just be doing blues and boosting if need be. Which also helps with his ability. Zach coming around to the force charge? It's uh, team. So on him, so uh, on him I could see it. I could we could put it. a little we could put a little footnote. Zach is 100% against Maul on Boba Fett. So yes, still there. Still there. But Except Zach just admitted putting a force user onto Django. So I mean, yeah, I, I think for Django like yes, you're going to want to try and 
go as low difficulty maneuver as possible. We know on fire sprays that means doing one straight, one banks and two straight. So you're probably going to want to boost if you're going to be doing blues. Uh, you need some way of modding your own shit. So, all right, I see it. I see it. Man. So imagine with him with Count Dooku. Right? That's the other thing, is there's better force users uh, or force crews abilities in separatists. Right. Just being like Dooku and I result and then being like, oh, you didn't get an I result? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think I would just Dooku the blank. Actually, I don't, I don't know. See, I, I don't like Dooku. I gotta say, Dooku makes me annoyed because I just feel like I waste him a lot. Regardless, it's a 10-point force user crew. Oh, yeah. Like, I like so... it for the force. I just don't like it for the ability. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I think Dooku... I think even Chancellor Palpatine has a place. The Chancellor side up. Like... I don't know. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to play around. I assume we're also going to get a mall crew at some point. Yeah. For for Separatists, like, it'll happen, so that'll just add another way of getting a force. I mean, I could even see getting an Assage crew at some point in Separatists. Yeah. Like, so, I, I think there's lots of potential there for him. And just, yeah, being an I-6 and a Fire Spray chassis by itself. I think he's going to wreck some face. I'm very, very fascinated to see how he's pointed. Yeah, because he's got to be less than Boba, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's like he's got to be because Boba's ability is so good. Yeah, it's just, it's like broken, right? So he's got to be less than 86. And 72 is the, uh, is Cat Scarlet and I think also Iman, Iman 71. So he's got to be, I, I would think like 78-ish. I could see 78, I could see 80, to be honest, though. Like, an I-6 medium base boosting double arc ship. Yeah. and But 80, 80 is a good a good price point for that. Yeah, 80 is a solid price point for him. I know. I'll be really fascinated. I don't want to speculate. But well, then. Shall we on move on? To, to, to <laughs> my other girl in this expansion, Zam Wessel. They, I guess not girl, they, it... It's an it. Um, set up, lose two charges. Here's four charges to begin with. During the system phase, you may assign one of your secret conditions to yourself face down. Secret We've got trap cards! I, I love this mechanic. It's complicated, but I like it. I like it a lot. Um, do I have to read the full condition cards? Do I have to do that on air? Okay, so hold on. <laughs> So we have the two condition cards. You better mean business. Uh, right. So I'm going to abbreviate these basically. So you better mean business is. UBMB. UBMB. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. And UST me. UST me. Yeah. Let's go with UST me. All right. So <laughs> UST me. Um. <laughs> God, I'm like, just. Uh, it's hard to even remember which ones these are. So, like, all right, so yeah. uh, You Should Thank Me is da, 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 at the end, uh, after you defend, you may acquire a lock on the, you recover one charge, then you require a lock on the 
defender. At the end of the engagement phase, if this card is face down, you can perform a you spend two to perform a bonus attack on um, anyone actually. So it's kind of like if you're attacked, you get a lock. If you're not attacked, you get to make a bonus attack. So the other one is a little bit different. So it's after you uh, defend, you spend two and you become Dengar. You get to perform a bonus attack against the attacker. Uh, if you're not attacked, then you recover two charges. I mean, it's a lot of text, but that's basically what it is. Wait, one is... Are you getting shot? Are you not? Right. When do you get to shoot back? When do you recover things? Right. So, I'm, and they're just opposites, but I, I like them because... All right, so A, anything that can shoot twice is awesome. Like, there's yeah. no doubt about it that, like, it's an I-5. Anything that's shooting twice, yeah, an I-5. Whew. Yeah, it's definitely... So, like, I mean, this might be something that, like, really wants a force charge on there. And the other thing... Oh, a mall would be awesome on this, but... Like, just a scum mall. But... Uh, no, I'm perceptive co-pilot on this. <laughs> that's... I'm anti-force user. That's fair. Give me them two focus tokens. Um. So, yeah, so you can shoot twice with her. Uh, and you also... You could, uh, you can acquire the lock if you... Yeah, you have a passive defend. way of acquiring a lock... And the, I think the big thing is, is it makes your opponent like really kind of think like you, you can, it's a lot of resource management. Um, it might just ignore them to really kind of be like, I don't want you get charges or anything like that. Or, you know, so it, it's kind of like, then you have to think it, it's almost like a poker, like at, at this point, like they really kind of, I, I enjoy this mechanic a lot that like you have to guess what they're doing and um, like re uh, like maintain your like resources as best you can at the same time as like controlling the field. Yeah. I think that's going to be the, the tricky thing. I mean, the thing I find a little bit funny is you're probably going to, you're going to get your two, charges that you lost at the beginning back right away because you just put down your better mean business turn one while you're still nowhere near engagement range. Well, you have to be in an enemy arc. Oh, okay, you have to be in an enemy arc. They were right. That is the part that I missed. So much text. So, <laughs> um, but even, even still, I mean, you're starting with four charges, so it's kind of like... Yeah. If... But the other thing I was going to say, too, is I, what I like about it is this lets you... While you have the charges, you can really be aggressive with this fire spray because it's going to make your opponent second guess. Like, do I shoot at this thing if it's going to get a second range one shot on me? Mm -hmm. And if I don't, maybe it still gets that second range one. Yeah. And if I don't, maybe it still gets that second range one. Like. Yeah, it just it puts your opponent into like a rock and a hard place. On a regular basis. I think that's super cool. And again, an I-5. Like like you said, Brad, I can run an I-5 and an I-6 fire spray. And, and this ability is so cool. And they actually work together. Unlike some scum fire sprays. <laughs> you know what might be even better, though, than double tapping an I-5? Rearing all your defense? Six. What? Well, that's a good point that you make. So why don't you just throw Zam Whistle Crew onto Django Fett? Just 
true, but then, like, you're missing some passive mods that you're going to need for shooting twice. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Mm. The, the ship is so good that I think it makes sense to bring the pilot yeah, on no. this one. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, it's cool that there's the option, though. Yeah. It is these cool. trap cards uh, are really neat. I like Zam Wessel on Maul. You think? Throw her. Throw her on a Sith Infiltrator. Okay. And let her, you know, let Maul double slap somebody. So instead of just his regular double tap, you're saying to save his force charges or? Yeah, saves your force charges. Okay. Except you've got like all kinds of mods on both shots. Whereas like his, you know, his ability is very force consumption heavy. Very true. Um, But I mean, yeah, works on Count Dooku as well. Any of the Sith Infiltrators, I think it's a good call on. But I don't know. Maul with his three. Dooku, maybe. I don't know. I could see a space for a uh, Django Darth Maul two ship list. So one of, okay, so one of the cool things that we just mentioned was that there's the Zamasa crew that essentially is the same thing as the pilot, but it only has two four, uh, two charges as opposed to the four. And the big thing that is different here is that you can either take it in Separatist and Scum. So yep. we can throw it on a number of Scum ships. It's true. Which, I mean, I think one of the things that I'm looking at is the Saj... Yeah, I think Scum, there's so many places that she fits well on. Yeah, like I said, I mean, going off what you said earlier about mods, though, it's, you know, double taps are cool, but, I mean, if you don't have mods, um, it could be hard. I I could see her bringing back the party bus a little bit. Yeah. That was my... Boba. Yeah, Boba. Uh, Boba gets scared at range three, right? Wouldn't it just be really nice if he's like, okay, I know I'm going to be at range three. I'll put down, uh, you should thank me, and then I'm going to get a target lock on someone and get my charges back if they shoot me. So they might not shoot me at all because they don't want to set me up for that double modded double tab next turn. Yeah. I mean, I think he cares a little bit less about target locks is the problem there. Yeah, the, the lock is not that, that huge for him. I agree, right? because he, he's got his ability, but... Uh, I mean, it'll probably, if nothing else, scare away an I-6 from from shooting at him. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it, it just it opens up so much in both factions. Like, there's so much cool stuff that I... Uh, yeah, I, I think the one thing about Boba and the Fire Spray is it taking up that crew slot. Yeah. And, it's a very, and, very valuable slot. Right, and any kind of defense that you can get from... That I mean, yeah. crew slot, I think, is good, but... And yeah, that's the thing. is, If you're looking at it from a defensive perspective, I still think I'd rather have Perceptive Copilot as my defensive buff mm-hmm. for him. So you're probably right. It just, if it deters, like, it two good. shots a game, then I, I think I would rather have, have that. But yeah, right. I, I don't know if, if, you know, in practice, it'll actually have that big of an effect. Yeah, I, I do think for Scum, the place where I want to try her out is, can we bring back the good old YV party bus? Yeah, that was the first thing that kind of caught Bad my eye, too. 
Zam, Perceptive, Copilot. Let it double tap with, you know, two focuses. It's not going to be spending its focus on defense, let's be honest. What about... I know... I don't know. I, I've been trying to get Han Solo in the YT-1300 to work since it's dropped Yeah, and you've been doing a pretty damn good job against me. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, being able to double tap with a suppressive gunner. Yeah. I mean, but even still, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense to, because... It would be at the end or after getting shot, so... That's true. I don't know if that would work. Alright, but most importantly, I think we can all agree we're most excited about the uh, the generic, right? Like, that's really where this is all about, separate Aww. to track of tears. Aw, yeah. <laughs> what initiative are they? Two. Two. Uh... They're, they're, they're a thing. I mean, I wonder if these things have an illicit slot. Well, oh, they, yeah, absolutely. The yeah, they waved full transponder codes, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, um, but yeah, so let's, let's wrap up the rest of the name pilots quick. So then we also have Baby Boba. God, I love that they're doing all these babies. Yeah. Baby Boba, uh, while you defend, if there are no other friendly ships at range 0 to 2, you may change one of your blank results to a focus result. This is also pretty dope. Like, they're continuing the trend of really good I-3 fire spray pilots. Like. Uh, so. Okay, uh, here's my qualm about this. We have Sabine in a Shadowcaster, and... Does she matter? I'm confused about where this is coming up. Um, You can add one to your... Let me make sure I'm... Right, right, right. So... She so... has the added uh, if the attacker's in your rotating arc. Right, which I mean, for the most part, they are. So, I mean, this is kind of similar, I would think. I mean, like... Wouldn't you think? I don't know. If you keep both... <laughs> I think not having to have that mobile arc thing on him. Again, throw Perceptive Copilot on it. He becomes super tanky if you're not flying... If you're doing double fire spray, if you're flying Boba Django... Yeah. And not flying them together. Like, he becomes super tank. You know, for a good chunk of the game with two focus tokens. Maybe. Uh, I'm curious if he has an EPT, too, because throwing Lone Wolf on that would be... Yeah, if he has an EPT on top of it, just guarantee you're not going to blank out. You know, near guarantee you're not going to blank out, statistically speaking. But my green dice, you've never seen them. Uh, I, <laughs> um... I, I think it's something. I, I think it's way better than Sabine's, like... You're right, like, generally things are going to be in your mobile arc, but not always. Like, it is only one direction. Yeah. Any directional. No, that, that, I, I would definitely say it's better than Sabine, uh, but I think... Uh... Or, you know, what else is going to happen, too, quite frankly, like, it's what it would happen a lot with my Koshkaboba build, is they're going to go after Django or Zam, whichever one you're flying, and then he's going to be left alone, and of course he's going to then be have no friendly ships or engineer too, because he's going to be the last ship on the board. Yeah, 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 that definitely 
It's true. I, I mean, I, I think, I, yeah, like I said, he's definitely going to be better than Sabine, but I'm still a little weary that it's just... Um... I mean, you still have to have that that focus mod. Right. I mean, that's what the Perceptus is for. No, I know. I, <laughs> I, I just... I, I, I don't love it. I think Sabine actually has more value by adding the focus result as opposed to, to just changing a blank result to a focus. Eh, agree to disagree. I, I think he's going to be a sleeper. Hit. I think it's all also all going to depend on points for all these. Sure. Like if I'm looking at, like, double fire spray, like, how much... If I'm running Zam Django, how many toys can I fit on them? I think... Maybe so. not as many as I thought. Man, I, I, Zam Maul, I think, is going to be the one of the the big wins. Like, I mean, I think Django is going to be fun, but I, I think those two fives just could be, like, yeah. like Bash Brothers. Just completely stomping on whatever comes in their way. Um, But, all right, so why don't we... We got a ton of, like different upgrade cars that it's kind of and like i said a lot of these are like all scum slash separatists which i i really like but i mean what we said in the last episode was that like we're getting into the point that people are going to have to kind of buy these car or these packs even if they have no intention of ever flying them i mean granted you're still getting a cool fire spray so if you're a scum player you're getting a new fire spray mod so you're probably not complaining that much yeah but we also have, a, you know, like I said, a good slew of uh, scum cards in here and Separatist uh, crew. So we have Django Fett first. That's while you defend or perform an attack, you may spend your lock on the enemy ship to change one of the enemy ship's uh, eye results to a blank result. Meh. Yeah, I'm meh on this too. I mean, also it's okay. Meh. It's okay on Zam if she's getting that free target lock. It's okay, but I still think like the crew slot is so valuable in the fire spray, and this just doesn't do anything. And then looking at other crew carriers, I don't know. I just I don't see anywhere in scum or separatists that it fits. That it right. brings a ton of value in a crew slot. Right, and that lock is just too valuable. Yeah, yeah. A crew needs to give you a consistent mod. Right, I think that's the where we're at at this game, where you need to get a full mod out of a crew slot. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd agree. So, sorry, Django. Your crew. Crew. Is... Crew no bueno. You like right. to be piloting the ship. So this one I'm getting a lot of like back and forth from. So we got false transponder codes. It's a new illicit. After you acquire a lock on an object, or an object acquires a lock on you... If you have one active charge, lose one charge and jam that object, ignoring range restrictions. I think this has potential. If it's one point, yeah. Yeah, like, so, I mean, I, I you're not bringing it on, like, something high initiative. You're bringing it on something that, like, you're, you can spam these things. Like... If you are like uh, I1s or I2s or something like that and you're going up against an ordnance carrier 
and you're like, okay, we're going to, you know, jam so you can't um, fire your TP to this and then try to range control after that. I think it's huge. But the one of the big drawbacks of this card is that you don't have control. Like, it's not a May. It's as soon as you either lock yeah. or you are locked. And I think that's the big drawback of yeah. it. Yeah, and that's why it's it's got to be less than, like, it's got to only be one point. It has to be. Like, if it goes two points, would this ever be brought over Contraband Cybernetics ever? Right. No, and I'll still find the point right now. I think this is garbage. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like I said, I'm not going to mix words. I think this is so bad. Yeah, the fact that it's a must—that's the problem. If it was a may, great. Then I think one, two points, it's worth it. Like that jam in the right spot saves your bacon. Must. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Like I mean, somebody so... like purposely <sighs> like that's the other thing. Is like because it's a must in the first thing cool i roll up with my you know i3 that's just barely in range three of you target locks you oh no it doesn't have its target lock cool my i6 now has theirs so my thought process is more like let's say you're bringing eight z95s or something silly like that and you have room to bring this on well then you have other problems because you're bringing eight (laughs) right so let's just say that (laughs) that is like the what you're doing or okay, let's say you get an ordinance and you have six. Um, you kind of you can almost like rotate, be like, okay, this one's gonna lock this turn, and then this one's gonna lock this turn. If you don't have that like consistency going, um, I'm curious if you're like jammed, and then you try to acquire a lock on something else. If that would blow two of these. Probably. Wait, what? Like, okay, let's say Vader's jammed, and he tries to acquire a lock on something that has false transponder codes. It would automatically break the lock and then get rejammed, right? Yeah. But okay, but like I said, I mean, like, like you have to bring this thing in bulk to, I think, have any efficiency. And even at that point, you need the points to spend on this. Uh, if it's one point, it's like I said, maybe if you're bringing six or something, just to try to like cycle through to be like, okay, you're not getting any kind of focus or lock actions for at least two to three turns. I think that has some kind of potential, but other than that, nothing. There's yeah. way better Alyssa's out there. Agreed. There's contraband. I don't know if there's if there's other better ones, but there's contraband. There's contraband. Contraband <laughs> exists. There what? is. They are so afraid of Glitterstem. They're so afraid of what they did with Glitterstem. That's all I can say. Uh, Glitterstem right. did nothing wrong with Jedi in this world. Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Moving on to Baby Boba Crew. Uh, while Gunner. you perform an attack, if there are no other ships in the attack arc, you may change one of your focus results to a hit result. Um, based on the wording of this card, it never works. Because there's always a ship in your attack arc when you're attacking. But Well, there's no just, other ships. Just saying. Just being semantic. Um, it's a thing. Uh... Again, really depends on points. If it's cheap, okay. 
It depends on meta too, because I mean, if we're seeing like high ship counts, which uh, yeah. through second edition we kind of have been like, this might very barely ever go off, and it's kind of like, all right, so like let's say in the attack arc, let's say you're in a fire spray. Is, is in the attack arc? Does that mean only the attack arc you're shooting from, or does that mean the fire spray is both attack arcs? It's just I, the one you're shooting. From. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I think too. But you know, things that need to be clarified. Imagine both arcs especially bad. Imagine this with something like Prockets, though. I mean, that attack arc's pretty slim. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, something that's, like... I'm getting that right. So, I guess if it's a certain range, it would still count as the attack arc. I think this is a pretty solid, uh, solid gunner. Like I said, I, I think it really just depends on points. It's one of those things that if it's cheap enough, then you just slap it on a bunch of stuff, and when it happens, great. Or you're slapping it on something that you think is going to make it into endgame. Where it's 1v1, and then it just always triggers, and you're like, yep, this just made back its points in spades. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like it, and I think... I'm, like, imagining different games that, like, this would just be great. Like, the 1v1 where it's kind of like, you know, you can save that focus that you have for defense. And, you know, you basically have a free force charge uh, on offense. Um, uh, I just would be afraid of, you know, taking this to a tournament and then going up against, like, four swarm less. And you're just like, well, this then never, I'm never going to use this card. Which, yeah, I am. Not to beat the dead horse, but it's just, it's point spend it. And it's lucky that it's in a gunner slot, because gunner isn't super populated the same way that the crew slot is. What I was going to say is that if it was a crew slot, I would completely agree, but I'm looking at the gunners, and I don't know what I would want to take over this, besides maybe, you know, your favorite suppressive gunner. Um, but maybe, like, that's where you start. Like, how much is suppressive? Six points. Uh, so, what's on a, a medium base? I'm sorry. So yeah. So. Greedo. This needs to be probably below five. Uh, six points on a, a large ship. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought I was on a fire spray, but I was on the YV six six six. So it's uh, no, it's seven points on. Yeah, so it is seven points on the the medium. I don't know. I still think like veteran tail gunner is four points. I think this has got to be there ish or lower. I think. But I could uh, be totally wrong. Uh, so no. one of the things about the YV six 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 is that attack arc is a one eighty attack arc. Um. But I, I just was no, no, no. I had a gunner slot. Right, right, right. I, I was just thinking about that. And I was just like, ooh. But yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Um, it's uh, we, we won't know anything about it at what points, but even still, I think I don't know if it'll be as much as suppressive gunner. And I, I think, yeah, it's got to be below suppressive at seven points on the uh, base. It's got to be I, below that. I definitely agree. Right there, you have a constant way to spend your focus. You know who I think I might like this on is uh, Cavill. Yeah, that could be interesting. Good old Cavill. Speaking of Cavill, why don't we go into Weapon System Officer? That might be cool. 
Yeah, I have to perform a special attack with the target lock requirement. I may acquire a lock on the defender. So, uh, where do you think this is really going to be good at? Or do you even think it's going to be good? I mean, okay, so I wonder if you can pair this up with anything with, like, uh, passive sensors. I mean, like, so... Nothing really... A gunner and a sensor slot? Yeah, I don't think anything really has that. I was going to say... And an ordnance slot? I, my first thought was... Elsewhere. Because the uh, Star Fortress has a gunner and a sensor, but no ordnance. So All right. Hmm. Probably doesn't work then. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's okay. I think this has to be cheap though. I, I think this has to be like two two points because you're gonna be running out of ordnance. Yeah, it's useful a couple of times. Does the cluster missiles four charges? That's yeah. That's interesting. What has a missile slot, a system slot, and a gunner slot? The oh, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking about <laughs> passers. I'm sorry. The tie punisher. Bam. Boom. <laughs> we got Punishers right. are back, baby. Broke X wing. We can leave now. <laughs> Throw this on red line. Yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting thing. Throw it on red line. <laughs> 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 don't do that everyone <laughs> if it's cheap enough cool I don't know do we want more ordnance wing maybe maybe not yeah. I mean I really think that's uh, so yeah uh, cluster missiles I think would be really good with I think it's that I, I think I'd want it on cluster missiles Yeah, that's the one place I, I really like it thread tracers uh, no, but it doesn't really work on uh, cluster missiles. Because uh, you have to require a lock on the defender. So it's still going to be useless for the second shot. Right. I don't I mean, it's cool. It's cool. If it's cheap and you want to run ordnance and you don't have to worry about target locking or you want your second ordnance shot to be double modded every time. Right. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's... Uh, the, I'm drawing it blank, but I, I think I don't see this uh, being that good. Yeah, I don't. Unless you're throwing out a red line, that's fine. All right. Well, moving on to uh, the oh, second, man. hopefully cheap slave one title in the game. Uh, while you perform a front arc attack, if you are in the defender's back half arc, I don't know, back 180. Uh, you may change one hit result to a crit result, and this also adds a gunner slot. It's gotta be cheap. It's gotta be. It's fine. Boy, is this so much worse than the other slave one. Oh yeah, like it's 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 the gunner slot upgrade that also has some other stuff written on the card. It's so the way. It's the way. Yeah, it's the way you get baby Boba onto the slave one. Yeah. That that's what it's there for. I mean, it's okay. I mean, thematic. 
It's one of those, it's again, it's one of those like neat cards. When it goes off, you go neat. But what you brought it for was so you could throw a gunner onto it. Yeah. Yeah, and Jango or Zam. And Marauder is six points right now, adds a gunner slot, and gives you a reroll when you're doing a rear arc primary attack. Um, so, so this has to be cheaper than, like than Marauder. Four points. Yeah. Yeah. Three, four points somewhere in there, maybe. I, maybe even cheaper. I think that seems right. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm just excited. So much fire spray fun. Now, do we think they're going to just get rid of the other slave one since this is also a scum only or a scum uh and separatist title so i mean no no i mean they didn't get rid of old poe and they brought a new poe i think they're just becoming okay with having you know unique same name cards and you know you have to pick one or the other so what oh else? yeah no i i get it's just i mean slave one is one of those cards that they they have had trouble pricing <laughs> Always. I mean, it went from really good or really high to really good to way too good. To I think it was just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Make uh, it lower. It's fine, guys. Yeah, put it back and to one. Schedule worlds. Well, here's okay. So let's talk about this for a second, though. Uh, as far as scum goes, Marauder does is only scum only, right? Yeah, correct. So, but if you bring this in, um, if you bring this in scum, you can now have the potential to have two slave ones with gunner slots. Yep, that's what we were missing the whole time. Bam! Nice. So, yeah, I mean, you have a lot of potential for that. I mean, because, I, I mean, Hansel is still pretty pricey, but I mean, bringing Baby Boba. <laughs> On, uh, I don't know if you ever not bring regular boba in a scum fire spray if you're uh, doing that, but um, yeah, that's the problem. Like, baby boba's the one gunner that you probably really want to bring, and you can't because you're right. bringing real boba. But I mean, it also gives you the option. Let's say I would, like I said, I would imagine this being cheaper than the Marauder title, so maybe that'll free up a little bit more of a uh an option in the scum as far as bringing a uh, a gunner to the fire spray because that's yeah. obviously what they need and then your Mangrito yeah give Boba a cheaper route to getting Greedo Vanguard, Veteran Tail Gunner eh I'm gonna be honest I think I'd rather still have a uh, just slave one yeah that's true. Yeah, All right. I don't see a ton of ton of play for this card outside of steps. I think for separatists, it's fine. I think if, so, yeah. You want to bring baby boba? Yeah. All right. So overall, I think the fire spray looks like it's going to be a game changer or oh, yeah. like meta changer at least. Uh, I think there's going to be a big swing back towards two ship separatists even still like you could bring one of these and just bring like other toys yeah. that's the other thing is yeah separatists do also really lend themselves to being ace plus swarm and yeah bring this and a ton of vultures bring this and uh some tri-fighters and i think you're set yeah 
But yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm excited for it. I'm excited because I'm primarily a scum player, so I'm excited for the new toys. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here racking my brain what I can throw Zam Wessel crew on. Um, I think there's a lot of cool options, but other than that, like, it's it's definitely a game changer for the uh, entire game. I think I know people are probably like tired of just separatist and republic stuff but i I think at the same time they need they are catching them up and um it just looks really cool um all right so any final comments on that jonathan you still alive you with us nope yes i'm here he's here (laughs) what is your what is your thoughts on the fire spray damn it i've just been absorbing your all your wisdom I agree. That's Jonathan. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So, any shout outs, anything that uh, before we start to close out? Um, so, we have the group championship this weekend. If you're not registered for that yet, check the Facebook event page out. Uh, and uh, you have to call t- uh, Top Deck Games uh, to register or, I believe, send the, their PayPal account. Set it that way, uh, and then the all the tabletop to yo information is all there and everything like that. So uh, check that out. Uh, the rest of the prize support for the league should be out. Uh, thank you for being patient, as always. Um, no problem, Brett. You're gonna get your stuff never. So, but, but like I said, if you don't get it by next week, uh, just contact me. Like I said, I know with the election and everything going on, the post office has been rather slow with things. Um, so just keep an eye out in your mailbox for that. Uh, any other news? Anything else? Cool. All right. Uh, so if you're a fan of the show, check us out on Patreon. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out in the Discord. And thank you for listening and have a good night.